Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 13th of December. Good to have you aboard as we march toward... Week 15 of the NFL season, we complained, we were pissed off, we're mad, we're sad yesterday about the Dolphins' loss on Sunday. Obviously, we're still going to do a ton of Dolphins today, but now we're going to start marching toward this Saturday night, Dolphins at Bills. You got the Heat last night, Panthers tonight, I'm going to the Panther game tonight, I'm looking forward to that, taking my son, my younger one, Jordan, he's 11, he loves going to the Panther games with me, so we're going tonight. Panthers and Columbus Blue Jackets. Panthers lost the Blue Jackets a few weeks ago. The team sucks. 
But the Panthers, they stink right now too. So the Panthers, they host the Blue Jackets tonight. Looking to snap a little two-game skid here. And your boy is going to be in the house. So I'm looking forward to that. However you're listening to the show today, appreciate you. Got a fun show planned. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeart, whatever it is, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all the good stuff that the algorithm wants you to do. Because if you do that, the algorithm likes and then they like me and I get all the monies. So make sure you do all that. Jeremy Piven is going to join the show today. Looking forward to having him on. Jeremy Piven is live this weekend. Thursday night, actually, in Palm Beach, Palm Beach Improv. And then this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Dania Improv. I'm going Saturday, Dania Improv. We're going to check him out. Going with my wife. But most importantly, Jeremy Piven is going to stop by the show today. We're looking forward to talk to him. And uh, I've had him on the show once before. I'm in studio one time, actually. But that was years ago. We're not going to talk about that. He's not going to remember this punim, so we'll keep it moving. But Jeremy Piven's going to join the show coming up. Looking forward to that. We got It's Tuesday, so we got to do good times and hard times. We'll tell you which NFL fan bases through now week 14 are having good times and which ones are having hard times, all right? So we'll get to that. Uh, first, though, I want to mention, oh, so last night, Monday Night Football, my God. Uh, the Patriots win a terrible game against the Cardinals, but... And the Patriots, look, they get back into the playoff picture. They're now 7-6, and six, so they actually jump ahead of the Chargers and the Jets. All three of those teams are 7-6, and six, but the Patriots have the tiebreaker right now, so they are there right behind the Dolphins. That game in uh, Foxborough is shaping up to be a huge one, obviously, in, in a few weeks. But anyway... Patriots win last night, but the big story was Kyler Murray. Well, second play of the game, Kyler Murray goes down, non-contact injury. Those are the worst. The team, they already told you they fear it's an ACL. The question is going to wind up being how bad, is it ACL or is it everything in the knee? We'll probably find that out today as he's getting an MRI, so all of that will happen. Uh, That's the big story. That stinks for the fantasy football owners. You know, last night, was likely the last week of your fantasy football regular season. And when I say it stinks for the fantasy football owners who have Kyler Murray, I mean, you know, people like me. That's right. Kyler Murray's been my fantasy football quarterback. Uh, it, you know, don't be stupid and say, oh, Zazzle's a real person who cares about your fantasy team. You're right. Nobody cares about anybody's fantasy team. But this is reality. I'm just saying. You know, you lose your quarterback going into the playoffs. Sucks for him. Sucks for you if you got him on your fantasy team. Anyway, there you have it. That was the big story from last night. I do want to mention real quick here, and it's going to be tough to transition out of this, but you do need to mention it. Uh, Mississippi State head football coach Mike Leach, he passed away. I think he was taken off life support last night. You've been seeing it's been, the information has been vague the last couple of days. Uh, You know, he needs your prayers. He's been airlifted, heart condition, personal health issue. And it, uh, again, like I said, the the details were very vague. And he, he, like I said, I think he was taken off life support last night. He officially passes away this morning. Mike Leach, uh, 61 years old, one of the most famous uh, characters. Great coach, too. But one of the most famous characters in in the history of college football. So... That's obviously sad news. Mike Leach, Mississippi State head football coach, passes away at 61 years old after what appears to be a uh, 
uh, a heart situation that that took place a couple of days ago. So very, very upsetting to hear about that. No easy way to transition. I do want to make note real quick. So last night had the heat game, big TV, Zaslow Mansion family room, had the football on the small TV, terrible game. I mean, when, when I had to then transition from the heat game ending to put the football on the big TV, uh, I was only able to watch so much. I was only able to focus directly on the Monday Night Football for so long. I had to change the game. You had that one sequence where, you know, Patriots defense, uh, fumble recovery, uh, DeAndre Hopkins holding the ball like a loaf of bread. Hey, be a professional or don't be a professional. But that's not being a professional. Holding the ball like a loaf of bread. Patriots run in for a touchdown. Shortly after that, the Patriots, they get another turnover. And then the very next play, the Cardinals get a turnover and run into the end zone. I can't watch this game anymore. Now, they ended up calling that touchdown back. They said the ball hit the ground, so it was an interception. I I had to get out of that game. I couldn't watch it anymore. It was such bad football. You know, Colt McCoy was terrible coming in place for for Kyler Murray. Kingsbury is so fired. Everybody knows that. And the Patriots, they are unwatchable. That Mac Jones, he's so... I don't, know if you, I don't know if I've told you yet, but I'm not going to keep these feelings myself anymore. This Mac Jones, he sucks. He sucks. I had to turn that game off. I, I, can't, I couldn't watch it anymore. It's terrible, terrible football. So anyway, Monday Night Football last night. The Patriots, they win. They're back in the playoff picture. And he, here's what your AFC playoff picture looks like. Let's give this a look-see. All right, through 14 weeks, here's what we got. Buffalo... First place, 10 and 3. Kansas City, 10 and 3. Baltimore is third at 9 and 4. They're kind of biding their time until they can get Lamar Jackson back. And Tennessee, hanging on by the hair on their chinny chin chin. 7 and 6 in that AFC South. They have the fourth spot. They would host a playoff game. All right. Then you have Cincinnati, who's 9 and 4 in that first wildcard spot. Miami, 8 and 5. New England, 7 and 6. Via tiebreak, New England has that spot. But the Chargers and Jets are right on their heels. Both those teams are 7-6. and six. It's a three-way tie. New England has the tiebreaker right now. If you're the Dolphins, being in that 4-5 spot is not... You want to avoid number 6. Because 6 means you would play right now at Buffalo or at Kansas City in the first round of the playoffs. So you want to avoid... I mean, that's 7 spots. You want to avoid that 7 spot. Right now, the Dolphins would be playing at Baltimore. Now, if you want to jump up a spot, you would be rooting for Cincinnati to overtake Baltimore in the division because you own the head-to-head tiebreaker with Baltimore. So you would jump up to fifth. That's a scenario you can look at because then you'd be playing the AFC South winner, which right now is Tennessee. I think you would like that in the playoffs. That would be a favorable matchup. But also right now, and, and we don't know Lamar Jackson's status, You've already gone up to Baltimore and won that game. Going up to Baltimore, if you had to, you would feel comfortable with that as opposed to going up to Cincinnati. Now, right now, the Dolphins would go up to Baltimore. If Cincinnati and Baltimore flip-flop, if the Bengals wind up winning that division, and maybe you still don't jump up a spot, maybe Baltimore still managed to finish ahead of you, then you're going up to Cincinnati. I'd much rather go up to Baltimore than go up to Cincinnati. I, 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 don't, I don't take Baltimore serious this year. I don't. I know they're 9-4. It's a game better than the Dolphins. 
I would rather Baltimore potentially win that division and have to go up and play at Baltimore than have to go up and play at Cincinnati. But conversely, if Cincinnati would overtake that division, you finish with the same record as Baltimore, you would win the head-to-head, and then you would jump up and you go to the AFC South winner, which right now looks like Tennessee, and that would be the most favorable matchup. So it's an either-or situation. There's not a clear-cut benefit right now, but you do want to avoid dropping down to seven because that would send you to Buffalo or Kansas City. We know at this point that the Dolphins, the division, that's out of the picture. It is. It's out of the picture. They're not going to catch Buffalo because even if they wind up beating Buffalo this weekend, you're still a game back. Now, you would own the head-to-head tiebreak. That's important. But you're still a game back. That's why this past weekend against the Chargers, the Dolphins lost the division. So I'm not so focused on that anymore. I do think there's an element of, all right, we're pissed off that we can't win the division. But there is an element of, all right, I, 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 think, I think the Dolphins are in a pretty good spot. If you would have told the Dolphin fan before the season starts, we would be through week 14 and you would be pissed off that it seems like the division just slipped through the cracks. And it's like, whoa, you tell me we had a chance to win the division? Buffalo, they're, they're going to own this division, right? The Dolphins, we're going to be fighting for the division. So you think about it that way. If you want to look at a silver lining, the playoffs are still very, very much in the picture. And if you would have said before the seed start, hey, Dolphins are going to be, uh, they're going to be a, a shoe in for the postseason. They're going to be on the road, but they're going to be a playoff to be like, hell yeah, and Mike McDaniel's first year. Now, expectations change. Like, that's, that's what's happened this season. Expectations change. You, you got Chris Collinsworth on the start of Sunday Night Football talking about Dolphins are Super Bowl team. Dolphins are Super Bowl contender. He was on the Dolphins' tip at the start of the game, and he was on Herbert's tip at the end of the game. Let's be honest. I know the Dolphin fan, I like Collinsworth, but I, 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 could, I could see the Dolphin fan being aggravated with Chris Collinsworth's performance on that broadcast on Sunday night. He kept telling, and I don't get this. He kept telling you, and Herbert was awesome. He was great. But he kept telling you, Herbert just put together the best quarterback performance the entire season. Chris, they scored 23 points. And they weren't exactly up and down the field, all right? Best quarterback performance of the season? Come on. Take it easy, man. Hey, take it easy, man. So, I'm sure the Dolphin was a little bit annoyed with Chris Collinsworth. But nonetheless, that's not the point here. The point is, expectations change in the middle of the season. The Dolphins are not going to win the division. But now, you're focusing on the playoffs, and the Dolphins are right in the thick of this thing. You look at the final four games, the AFC games are most important, all right? Because conference record, tie-break situations, like right now, head-to-head with Cincinnati, you're going to lose that. Head-to-head with New England, you want to make sure you win that. You do have the final game against the Patriots. You can essentially knock them out there. You are going to have a final game against the Jets. So you can make that a 1-1 you know, season tie-break thing. But right now, the Dolphins are a game up on the Jets. So potentially... You would think that, all right, even though if you beat the Jets that final game of the season, the head-to-head is 1-1, right now they're a game up on them. So you would have to figure the Dolphins could definitely finish with a better record, and that scenario is not going to matter. And then, of course, the Chargers right now, if you finish in a head-to-head situation, you're going to lose that. So the AFC games are the most important. And you got at Buffalo, you got at New England, you got Green Bay, you got at the Jets. And I know a lot of people are making a big to-do about the Dolphins had heaters on the sidelines 
the game against the Chargers. I mean, how cold could it have been there? In the 50s and 60s? You know? And now this weekend, they're going to Buffalo, where it's probably going to be rain and snow. Look, you're going you're gonna to find out. You're going to find out about these Dolphins this weekend. That, that's the truth. You're going to find out if these are the same old Dolphins this weekend. And we talked about this yesterday where, you know, this Dolphin team, it's reminded me back in the 90s, every time they have the ball, Marino, I think they're going to score. I think they're going to, uh, great offense. I think they're going to win every single weekend now. And I forgot about the part that comes with those Dolphin teams, which was the December collapse. That's right. Every year, right around Hanukkah. And Hanukkah starts in a few days, I believe. Every year, right around Hanukkah. That's also when the Dolphins' December collapse kicks in. I forgot about that part. So, we're going to find out this weekend if these are the same old Dolphins. Because the same old Dolphins, they don't win big December games. And they definitely don't win big December games on the road in Buffalo. So, we're going to find out this weekend. Is it the same old Dolphins? December collapse, can't win a big game late in the season in Buffalo? Or is this a Dolphin team that could lose back-to-back games in December? The coach can make the adjustments. The quarterback can bounce back after a couple of very poor games. And they could win a monster game in Buffalo against a team that has this game circled on their calendar. We're going to find out. Are these the same old Dolphins? So, we're counting down the days. This is a monster this weekend. Saturday night. 815 NFL Network. No, it's something I don't get. I saw a lot of this on social media the last couple of days. People saying, Tua is still my quarterback. If you're out there telling everyone, Tua is still your quarterback, let me just be really clear about something right now. You sound like an idiot. Why would anyone have to justify that Tua is still their quarterback. Number one, he's still your quarterback whether you like it or not. I mean, he, he is the quarterback. He is the quarterback. Tua's still my quarterback. He's been fantastic this year. He's had two bad games in a row. That's right. But he's been fantastic this year. It does mean something. And I do think, like, you sound like an idiot trying to defend that Tua's still your quarterback. Can you imagine? So there, so there are people out there you're saying who... Have have been on Tua's tip, and rightfully so, like me. You've been on Tua's tip, and now after these last two weeks, not your quarterback anymore. That's what that's what that's what people are saying. So you have to defend that he is still your quarterback because there are people saying he's not my quarterback anymore. Dolphins just lost two games, not my quarterback anymore. You do realize there is there the only two games this year where he has started and finished, and they lost. Right? It's essentially his only two losses this season because the. Th- the third loss was Cincinnati left the game early. Two losses he has this year. You have to defend yourself that he's still your quarterback? You sound like an idiot. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. But for really the first time this season, Mike McDaniel's under some pressure. And I'm not sure Mike McDaniel's done a very good job these last couple weeks. I'm, I'm not an X's and O's coach guy. And I love Mike McDaniel. But for the first time really this year, McDaniel's under some pressure. Look, you could be a great coach and have bad games. 
Eric Spolster's a great coach. Can have a bad game. I mean, Eric Spolster just a couple games ago, I think it was the Clipper game, actually, which the Heat ended up winning, but he was talking about how uh, he screwed that up. It was a bad job at the end of the game. He should have done this, should have done that. Mike McDaniel recently, where at the end of the half, the game against San Francisco, and he told whoever it was, maybe it was to us saying, I, I effed that up. That was my fault. You can be a good coach and have a bad day. You're not always going to have a good day. But for the first time this year, McDaniel is under some pressure. He's got to figure out how to run the ball to help Tua. Because we know it's a copycat league, and the Bills have already watched all that tape that the Chargers defense has put on the field. And if you don't think they're going to do the exact same thing, you're nuts. You're nuts. And by the way, it's not as if the Dolphin offense was uh, was killing it that first game against Buffalo. Now, granted, that was week three, and the Dolphins' offense has come a long way since then, although they did score 42 points the week before that against Baltimore, right? But nonetheless, Buffalo's defense did a very good job. Only gave up, what was it, 21 points, I think, right? Wasn't that game 21? Was the final score 21-19 that game? Yeah. So only 21 points they allowed. And now they see what the Chargers did, and McDaniel, see, I'm surprised. I was surprised. I really thought the second half of the game, and I understand Jeff Wilson got hurt, but Raheem Mostert's no slouch. I really thought the second half of the game, the Dolphins were going to come out having figured out, going to make the proper adjustments, and they didn't. I would have to assume that Mike McDaniel knows exactly what to do, and they're going to come out looking a lot different this weekend. Because he has done a poor job, McDaniel, these last few weeks running the ball to help the quarterback out. And right now, when the defense is clogging up the middle, which you know is where Tua wants to go, is screwing up the timing, which you know is the the key to what Tua does out there, and they know the Dolphins are not going to run the football. You know, this goes back to the Texan game, too. So it's really three weeks in a row. It was really... The Dolphins were up 30... Well, they had 30 nothing at one point. The Dolphins had 30 points in the first half that game against the Texans. But what was weird was... Tua threw the ball like 30 times. They were not running the ball at all. And the Texans' rush defense, horrible. Why aren't they running the football? And then you got the 49er game, also not running the football. And then you got this past week against the Chargers, another terrible rush defensive team. And they're not running the football. Why aren't they running the football? The coach has to figure out how to run the ball to help Tua. And this is the part where it's really straight, where McDaniel hasn't done a good job, I would say, because that's his whole MO, right? That's been his gimmick. That's, that's, his, that's his thing, right? The running game, the run scheme. And they have not run the ball the last three weeks. I, I, I don't know if there's another way out of this situation right now with the Dolphins' offense other than running the ball effectively to help out your quarterback. I think that's where we're at right now. So, we're leading up to Saturday at Buffalo. You can't possibly feel good if you're a Dolphin fan. But we're going to find out. We're going to learn. We're going to find out if it's the same old Dolphins. We're going to find out. How about the Heat last night, by the way? First of all, I got to tell you guys, all right, if you're not feeling so hot right now, you're saying, man, uh, I, maybe just the heat wind last night's got me all fired up. That may not be the case. Maybe you got a fever. Maybe you ain't feeling so hot. You got to call Doctors on Call 365. Doctors on Call 365, I've told you, South Florida's urgent care. 
They come to you. I've used Dr. Alon and his team twice in the last three weeks. Dr. Alon comes to my house. He'll treat children, adults, elderly, minor illnesses, minor injuries. If you need IV fluids, you need vitamin therapy, tested me for COVID and the flu, tested my son for strep, he'll draw blood. You get it, all right? The whole thing is, you're not feeling so hot right now. You got to make an appointment with your doctor. Like, all right, we can see you uh, next Wednesday. No, no, no. I need someone right now. Doctors on call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. What is it worth to avoid crowded emergency rooms, crowded urgent cares? What is it worth to be seen and treated in the comfort of your home? For me, it's priceless. Doctors on call 365.com. Seven days a week, you're going to speak to someone right away when you call 786-577-9302. That's 786-577-9302. Take it from your boy. Doctors on call 365. I I can't, you can't put a price on this convenience, right? It's coming right to your home. He's going to take care of you. So the heat last night, maybe you're feeling a little bit hot, but it's about the heat. All right. You don't have a fever. You're just happy that the heat got a win last night. And I'll bet there were people out there. You were thinking of me last night, right? I'll bet you were thinking of me. The heat win last night, 87, 82. That's an old school 90s Eastern conference game. I bet you were thinking about me, right? You know I love that style. Oh, I love. I was making sweet love in the fourth quarter to that game. That's right. 87-82. Every possession is huge. I don't need every game where the Heat are shooting 39%, but eight, give me a game in the 80s and the 90s every now and then. I love it. Jimmy Butler last night had 20 points. He had seven rebounds, five assists. He was 8-16. Bam out of bio. Stay hot, player. Bam out of bio. Awesome again last night. Most of it coming in the first half. 22 points, 17 rebounds. No one else was in double figures. Lowry couldn't hit a shot. Hero couldn't hit a shot. Max Struess uh, was like two for uh, 46 from three. The Heat shot 39% overall. They were just nine of 34 from three. It was a two-point game with about three minutes to go. And then Jimmy scores seven straight. That's right. Two-point game. Buddy Heald hit a long two to cut the four-point lead to two. And then we come back on the other end. At this point, Jimmy's got just 13 points. He hasn't done a whole lot. Jimmy says, all right, two-point game, three and a half to go. Time to get going. Three-point play for Jimmy Butler. Then the Heat get a stop. Very next possession. Jimmy at the basket again gets two more. The Heat get a stop. Then on the other end, Jimmy short mid-range jumper. Seven straight from your boy. The Heat now all of a sudden are up by nine. Timeout Pacers, they got to talk it over. They don't know what the hell to do. And the Heat winds up hanging on, and they win eight. Now, they did their best to give it away. Couple turnovers back-to-back late in that one, but they hang on. They they get their, what are we talking, 13th? Yeah, 13th win of the season. Holding on to that 10th spot in the East, that playing position. The, but most importantly, the Heat start out this road trip, which I told you, take all four. Now, there's no reason to believe that they're going to take all four. None. Take all four, all right? That's how you get this thing going. That's how you get... Once you're several games under 500, we're talking a third of the way into the season, it's so hard to make up that ground. This is how you do it. Now, you can't look at any of these games and say, that's a win, that's a win, that's a win. These are bad teams. The Heat can lose to anyone on any night. They can also beat anyone. They beat Phoenix. beat Golden State. They beat Boston. The Heat can beat anyone on any given night, too. But they can lose to anyone on any given night. And these are shit teams they're playing on this trip right now. 
And that's why you got to take advantage of it. So they get the win at Indiana, who is probably the best team that they're seeing on this trip. Indiana's over 500. Nice little surprise team this year. I would love Miles Turner on the Heat, man. Big time defender. He, he could stretch the floor a little bit. Just such a big body. Maybe the best shot blocker in the league right now. Averages a couple of game. Uh, not sure if Indiana's going to wind up trading him now because they're having a nice little surprise season. But Miles Turner's been pretty open about it that he's open to a trade. I don't know what it would take to get him. I didn't think it would take a ton. But now based on how he's playing, how they're playing, I'm sure the price has gone up. I would love Miles Turner next to Bam at a bio. But anyway, the rest of this trip, Wednesday at Oklahoma City. And then you got at Houston and at San Antonio. Win all four. That's how you get back to the 500 mark. It would actually put them a game over 500. Win all four. Uh, I love the low scoring games. Love it. That's my style last night. I know you were thinking about me. So after 14 weeks in the NFL, there's some fan bases that are feeling pretty good. There are some fan bases that aren't feeling so hot. And that means we got to find out which fan bases are going through good times and which are going through hard times, daddy. Good times, hard times. We'll start out with the NFL fan base. We don't do Dolphin related. We'll start out with the NFL fan base that is having good times after week 14 in the NFL. And we'll start things off here with, once again, second week in a row, the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions fan is having good times. They are now 6-7. They've won five of their last six games. They are not a joke. They beat the Minnesota Vikings. Actually kicked their ass. And they were favored in that game, too. The Lions looking like a respectable team. Now, there's still two games back in the loss column of the final playoff spot in the NFC, so it's still a long shot. But they're a fun little team if you're a Detroit Lions fan. So Detroit Lions fan base, they're having good times right now. Number two, the Carolina Panther fan for the first time making an appearance on good times. The Panthers are now... 5-8, and eight, which is a terrible record, but they're playing much better, and they're only a game back of the NFC South, which would give them a home playoff game. Carolina Panther fan right now is having good times. And number one, the team that's having the be- team's fan base that I was having the, the best times right now through week 14, San Francisco 49er fan. That's right. Back-to-back wins with Brock Purdy as the quarterback. This was technically his first ever start, although that's a bit deceiving to say that. His father was crying in the stands because he's being such a good son, Brock Purdy. They kicked the shit out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The fan base that is having the best times right now, they are looking like a Super Bowl contender, is the San Francisco 49er fan. So number three, Lions fan. Number two, Panthers fan. Number one, 49er fan is having good times. All right. The three fan bases that are having hard times, Daddy. Number three, the Vikings fan. Look at the Vikings. Look, the Vikings are 10-3, and three, but they've lost two of their last three games. They lost, what was it, 40-3 to three against the Cowboys. And this past week, they got their ass kicked against the Lions. I don't know if you could be less inspired by a 10-3 and three team than you are right now with the Minnesota Vikings. Viking fan has to be having all kinds of doubt. He's going through hard times right now. Number two, Seattle Seahawks fan. Kind of crashing back down to earth. They're 7-6. and six. 
their playoff hopes now are in serious jeopardy. They're, and they, they lose at home to the lowly Carolina Panthers. Fun story, Geno Smith, really good story, but the Seahawks fan right now is having hard times, Daddy. And number one, the number one fan base who is going through the hardest times right now, Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. They get smoked 35-7 at San Francisco. You know, a wise man once said, you can't fix old. Come on, come on. And the Buccaneers, yeah, while right now they are still in a place where they would be hosting a playoff game, yeah, the Bucs fan knows how that's going to end up. They're going to host that playoff game, and they're going to get smoked in the wild card round. So, number three, hard times, daddy, Vikings fan. Number two, Seahawks fan. And number one, the hardest times after week 14's NFL action, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. That's hard times, daddy. And that right there is another edition of good times and hard times. That's right. Whew. There you have it. Already told you guys I'm going to the I'm going to the Panthers game tonight. I'm excited about that. They're playing the Blue Jackets. I imagine uh, Sergei Bobrovsky's in net because Spencer Knight is he's he's been dealing with some type of non-COVID illness, right? Uh, so I'd imagine we're getting Bobrovsky again and against his former team. You got to go Bobrovsky in that spot, right? Even though he lost against them, what was it, a few weeks ago? Uh, so if you see your boy out there at the Panther game tonight, you come, you say what's up, and make sure that you subscribe to Zaslow Show 2.0. Now, also, if you're looking for a place to watch the Dolphins this Saturday night, all right? Dolphins, Bills, it's a huge game. Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. You know that's my spot for Dolphin games. NFL Sunday ticket there as well. But how about every night? Every night, you got live music at the Briny. BrinyPubPompano.com, world's greatest upscale dive bar. Atlantic Boulevard, all the way to the Atlantic, and they're right there on your right side. Don't drive straight into the Atlantic Ocean. You want to park, and then you walk into the Briny, all right? Tonight, for instance, live music starting at 6 p.m. You got Gus Rios. It's live music every single night. And make sure you ask, they got new Mahi Taco Tuesday specials. That's right, on top of it. You know you got the Briny Hour, Monday through Friday. That's happy hour. You know you got the Briny Hour, Monday through Friday, 4 to 7 p.m. Dollar off, Casamigos, Patron, Volley, Tequila, Seltzers. But again, live music seven nights a week. And make sure Saturday night you're looking for a place to watch the Dolphins. Briny Irish Pub Pompano Beach. At Briny Pub Pompano on social media. BrinyPubPompano.com. That is my spot. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. They got these Philly cheesesteak egg rolls. Yo. And you know I love shepherd's pie. Yeah, that's the good stuff right there. All right, all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are joined on the Johnny Cuba guest line. Johnny Cuba, if you're looking to get a little bit loose, you want to have a good time with your friends, go pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. Johnny Cuba is a lifestyle. Come on, European roots of the Caribbean soul. Start your day with a refreshing German lager in a can. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba right now. You go on over to Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Holiday season, they got specials on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Remember, you always want to drink responsibly. Juan, Myra, I went to the Hurricanes game with them. They introduced me to Johnny Cuba. I loved it when Juan asked me, Hey, Zazlo, do you like hot sauce? I'm like, oh my God, I love hot sauce. And he told me, you got to try the Johnny Cuba hot sauce. We're talking, it's made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. I love hot sauce, so you check that out as well. Johnny Cuba... 
Go pick up a six-pack right now. You can obviously hit him up on social media, especially on Instagram. You can see everything that Johnny Cuba's got going on. And don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. All right, so we, we love having the comedians on. You know, I, I love the Miami Improv, the Dania Improv. I'm going this weekend. My wife and I, we're going Saturday night. We're going to check out Jeremy Piven. We're looking forward to it. Jeremy Piven joining us here. Appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, I know you're a big sports fan. We are a sports show, so I'm going to get to some of that. Yeah. We'll have some fun. I know you're a big Chicago sports guy, but yeah. I have been waiting to talk to you because I need to talk to you about one specific question first. And you have been at the center of a debate, an argument that I have had with friends for years. Okay. And you started it. You caused it. One of my favorite movies when I was younger, of course, is PCU. All right. Okay. I'm a huge concert goer. I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. I've seen them a hundred times. All right. Are you telling me, Jeremy, I'm lame when I wear my Pearl Jam shirt? to the Pearl Jam concert. I can't do that. Absolutely, because um, I've written every movie that I've ever done. So these aren't works of fiction. Uh, (laughs) These are are documentaries. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. They're works of fiction. Uh, Yes, I, 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 you know, it's very astute of you in the way that I did improvise that line. Um, But... Yeah, I mean, you know, we have these we have these fun little rules. I love that you start off with a good one. That's fantastic. No, it, you know, there there are exceptions to the rule. Probably, Pearl Jam would be one of those exceptions. Um, I I I know Mr. Ed Vetter, and um, I don't think that he. I think he would be open to, and would celebrate you. Uh, he, and he is an everyman. And uh, you know, even though I have to say I've been on the road before. And I've seen lines around the block um, at these stadiums. And I'm just thinking, wait, what's going on right now? Is Pearl Jam doing a matinee? <laughs> and then you realize, my right. God, people are standing outside for merch yep. in the middle of the day. Posters. And that's a te- Indeed. And that's a testament to Ed Vedder and, and all the boys in Pearl Jam crushing it all these years later. Like, I'll have this, because my friends tell me, nah, you're super lame, Zaslow. You can't be the guy. Uh, you can't wear the shirt at the show. Like, you're telling me Eddie Vedder's up on stage. He sees me wearing a Pearl Jam shirt. He's in the middle of singing Daughter, and he thinks to himself, wow, that guy right there wearing our shirt, what a loser. There's no way he's thinking that, Jeremy. Uh, no, he's thinking that with you, um, a thousand percent. That's exactly what he's thinking, and that's going to be the inspiration for his next song. <laughs> I have to tell you, uh, PCU I love, but you also, I don't know, maybe it was your first movie, maybe it was, but one of my favorite movies when I was a kid, yeah. uh, I want to know when the last time you saw the movie Lucas. Uh, my God. <laughs> Jeremy, that's a great movie. That's a great movie. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. It's been, it's been a million years. I am... Um, I know you want to get into a time machine and um, and I and I think it's adorable and I love it. Uh, the, the next movie I have coming out is called Sweetwater. It's about the first black player in the NBA. 
Um, and and uh, uh, the trailer is going to be released uh, during the NBA All-Star Game. And it's one of these little-known kind of facts that, that this guy, Nat Sweetwater Clifton, was the first black player in the NBA. And I'm so honored to be a part of it. And, and I, the, the cast is incredible. And uh, I play the coach of the New York Knicks. And um, so that's going to be that's going to be a miraculous experience. And the next time I come on the show with you, I I, I won't you know you you won't be putting me in this time machine, which is fantastic. You went back to and 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 maybe you should tell the listeners because they're going Lucas. Wait, who are we talking to? They have right no now? idea. Not not a clue. Um, and maybe you can help bring them up to speed, or maybe even the reason why I'm here this weekend. Well, so like Jeremy said, my wife and I, we're going Saturday night, Dana Beach Improv, but Jeremy is also doing Thursday night at the Palm Beach Improv. So Thursday night, palmbeachimprov.com, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two shows Friday and Saturday, one on Sunday at the Dania Beach Improv. Uh, what are, I, I'm, you know, obviously, I'm sure you like coming down to South Florida. What, what are some of your favorite cities to play in right now? Um, I, I really do love it here. And And by the way, the the Palm Beach Improv. I mean, everywhere that I'm playing this weekend, the rooms are incredibly hot, in the way that everyone is is totally present and up for a laugh. And now is, I think, is the most important time to be doing stand up comedy and to embrace our freedom of speech because people are looking for, they don't want to go and and see some kind of self conscious, filtered, overcorrecting, a uh, comic you know, that's going to tiptoe around. They want someone to kind of speak their truth and make them laugh. So I think, I think, you know, laughter is more important than ever. And so is embracing our freedom of speech. I'm glad you brought that up, Jeremy. We're in such a weird place now. And, and especially sometimes with comics where it sounds like you're, you're not concerned about that cancel culture bullshit. Like you're going to tell you jokes, people should laugh. Let's all have a good time. So I was glad to hear you say that then. Yeah, I mean, because I think one of the reasons I'm not afraid is I'm not a racist. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, so I think that is, you know, it's very empowering. I was very lucky. I actually grew up where, uh, you know, I don't think people really even realize that Eddie Vedder is, uh, went to school in Evanston, as did I. I know he ended up in, in San Diego and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'm from Evanston, which is uh, about a stone's throw from Chicago. The end of my street was technically chicago so people are like bro you're from evanston so you know you know the not the uh zip code nazis if you will come uh -huh. out um but you know i grew up in a very uh integrated area where like i was the only white boy on my football team and and so i i got to you know learn right away what's what's really important and i was very lucky to have the background that i had grew up went to second city uh, and started touring. It was with a guy named Chris Farley back in the day. And that shows you how old I am. And, uh, you know, been lucky enough to to do my thing. And people know me a lot for playing Ari Gold in Entourage. Uh, I, I'm just basically doing all of your homework for you at this point right now. Because you put me in a time machine and took <laughs> us back to the 80s with with Lucas. Like, I don't, I don't want to pepper you with entourage questions because i feel like everyone probably asks jeremy piven about entourage like do you do you like when people ask you about yeah. it no i i like it when people scream i'm a douchebag because of you on the streets or um 
call my wife a rusty cunt bucket. Can I say that on the radio? Yeah, we're podcast. So. We're good. We're okay. Yeah. Uh, podcast. What, does this mean that it'll be out? Uh, the podcast will be out on the twelfth of never. Uh, no, one here before the. No, it, it. Well, don't don't give away trade secrets to people listening right now. But I can tell the people listening right now we recorded this about an hour ago. How about that? Oh, how dare you! I love it. So you're okay. You're this okay when people great... yell out Lloyd when they see you in the airport. Oh, I, I love it when they scream, or maybe when they smack my back at a urinal, and just scream Lloyd in my ear. No, it's all good. It's when all you, good. I, I love it. Jeremy, when did you like? When did you realize? Wow, uh, we've been filming Entourage. We're a few episodes in. What have you? When did you realize? Wow, this show is uh, going to be pretty freaking big. Thank you. Um, you know, it's interesting because um, in the very beginning, when we started, uh, it was kind of just before TiVo and all that kind of stuff. So I remember people. You know, I you know talking about going way back. I right out of college was on the Larry Sanders show. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and uh, that was kind of with Gary Shandling. That kind of launched original programming at HBO, and so um, I I was kind of well versed on doing a show that I thought was amazing, and I was honored to be a part of. Um, and, and, and having it be kind of like, you know, the way, the way people gravitate towards a show isn't, uh, you just never know how that's going to be and it never matches up and you can't expect anything. So that was kind of a slow burn. Um, and then Entourage, it was very interesting because right away people started saying, Hey, I'm, I'm gathering a bunch of people over at my house Sunday nights. We we're, we all watch it. Do you want to yeah. come? And it was like that was the first time I was like, wait a minute, there are groups of people watching this show. And then I started kind of witnessing it, and I was like, wow, okay, we're we're catching on here. So um, I, I kind of like that. Whereas today, you almost know in real time when a show is going to blow up. I kind of like that. I didn't really know, and you just kind of did the work and 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 did it and worked as hard as you as I could, um, and. So I didn't know in real time is the, is the long-winded uh, way of telling you that. I feel like, uh, and I mean, look, obviously all the actors and characters on that show played super important roles, but there was a point in that show where everyone kind of realized, yeah, Ari Gold, like that character is kind of becoming the star of the show. You know, like it was almost, again, Every actor and every character was super important on that show, and everyone loved all the characters for different reasons. But there was a time on that show, I, I think you would agree, where you know maybe the writers realized, all right, we need to make Ari a bit more the center of attention because everyone loves this character. Am I right about that? Well, I, I think what you know, Doug Ellen was the creator of that show, and I think one of the great the things that Doug did so well is he got to see he would watch it and then make adjustments in real time in terms of what was working, what, what didn't work. Like he just saw immediately, okay, Rex Lee who played Lloyd. There's some real chemistry with, with Rex and Jeremy here with Lloyd and Ari. We need to explore this more. So they would just immediately just kind of unpack that. And just like, you know, Lloyd was supposed to be, you know, a, a very limited kind of character. And then they understood very fast. Wait a minute. 
These guys, these are two people that shouldn't be in the same room together. And wouldn't this be fun to have them be tied to each other? Um, you know, where, where Lloyd was saying, you know, Ari, you're just, you're not a friend to the gay man, Ari. So just understand that. <laughs> and, then, you know, Ari would say, shut up, Yoko. And, you know, could that exist today? Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, people come up to me all the time and they say, like, you know, where's we would love for you guys to do a reboot. We would love to see an Ari spinoff. Uh, and, you know, it's too bad it couldn't exist in today's climate. And I think that uh, people just want to see something they connect with. And um, I think when people try to second guess these programs and uh, tick all the boxes and try to look great and do performative gestures with their content, it's not landing with people. And that's why you have so much content and not, and, and not a lot is breaking through. So ironically, I think if someone, you know, quote unquote, took a chance and, and did some sort of uh, reboot or spin off or something, it would really land with people. Um, and, and, you know, people, people miss it. I believe me, you know, they show up at these shows that I'm doing um, and they just tell me how much they, they miss the show um and i have a lot of i have a lot of stuff coming out that that i'm incredibly proud of i've been i've been very patient i've been uh putting it together a movie now for about 10 years and uh it's called the performance and it's an adaptation from an arthur miller piece and uh uh you know so i have finally content it's been a minute um and it's it's really nice to have people say hey man we miss you and i've been grinding and working and pretty soon i'm going to put out a comedy special and it'll be very clear what I've been doing. I haven't been idle. There's not a lot of rust on me. Um, so I've been performing and filming, and uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out. I know you said it's it, you've you've been working on this, and you've been very patient. If you were to just work straight through, you're you're putting together a comedy special. How long does it take you to come up with that material? How long, if you work straight through, how long does it take you to put together a special? I think everyone's different. Um, completely different and um uh i've been i've been improvising and trying to get my dialogue into films and tv you know since you know you mentioned lucas and and talk about eddie vetter singles with cameron crow uh, um and and all the seattle guys um which was that was totally improvised and you know R rush hour with jackie chan and chris tucker was totally improvised on my part so even though i haven't been doing stand-up all these years i've been writing on my feet and improvising so i've been gearing up for this but you know there, there are guys out there like chris rock that say it takes them a year to get the material everyone's different probably the fastest and the most prolific obviously is dave Chappelle. um but for me uh I, I work really well with deadlines. So it's like, if it's open-ended, I'll take forever, <laughs> you know? Um, but if you say, listen, you know, we need your material in a year, I'll, you know, I'll have to have it uh, a solid hour of material in a year. But I, I'm not a fan of, I've never worn mediocrity well. I just don't. Um, growing up in the theater and having my parents intrinsically say, you know, like you have to honor the space that you occupy when you perform. It's important to do your best. And so I, you know, when people show up at one of my shows, I, it's my job to make them and my honor to make them laugh for an hour. And they usually say to me afterwards, 
we had no idea you were this funny, <laughs> which is which is really interesting to me because I'm 200 years old and I've, I'm 80 movies into it. And I'm thinking, wow, if I've been if I suck for for 80 movies. No, it's um, it's so great to hear that because. You know, uh, the idea that that I could craft a show um, and make people laugh um, and it's my own material, I guess it was, you know, you talk about music, you know, it would be like, you know, being, you know, playing other people's music and being honored to play some of the best music that that's available ever and, and so honored to do it. And then you become kind of a singer songwriter yourself and people appreciate that. Uh, it's a great feeling. Again, Jeremy Piven here with us, of course. Palm Beach Improv Thursday night, palmbeachimprov.com. Dania Beach, daniaimprov.com. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. My wife and I were looking forward. I'll tell you, uh, look, my wife may have a little bit of a crush on you, Jeremy, because she told me she saw that you were coming here. She saw about two months ago. She sends me a text message in the middle of the day. You need to buy tickets right now. I need to go see Ari Gold. I need to go see Jeremy Piven. She may have a little bit of a crush no, on you. You know what you need to do is you need to interview him, honey, so we don't have to pay for tickets, okay? <laughs> we like supporting. We're okay with, come on, we're, we're all right with supporting the whole thing. I'm all right with paying for the tickets. That's amazing. You're, 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 you're a rare guy. Usually I'm getting blown up saying, hey, can we get tickets? And, of course, um, being Jewish, it's hard for me to part with these tickets. No, 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 I kid. That's right. If I'm asking you, then all of a sudden I'm a schnur. Same thing over here. I want to pay. All right. I'm willing to contribute. I don't need to be called a schnur. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Um, Some Yiddish for the kids on a podcast. Before I let you go here, Jeremy, we're, we're yeah. a sports show. I mean, we got actors and comedians on the show all the time, but I know you're a huge <laughs> Chicago sports guy. Uh, explain to me. You said you, you, you were born in Evanston, but explain to me, how do you decipher between Cubs and White Sox. How does that work? Uh, I'm from the north side, technically. Um, Evanston would would, would uh, that means that I'm a north sider. So that's uh, you know, and the south siders are, are Sox fans, and it's just so funny to me, you know, this division. When the reality is, we just love our city, um, and you know, they 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 kind of throw shade at us, saying the north siders are kind of like you know pampered and posh. And all that kind of stuff. Listen, uh, the Cubs fans, you you got to give it up to them, because no matter no matter what the record is, they're going to show up at the Cubs game. Yeah, and they're going to support their guys, win or lose. Um, the stadium is in the middle of the city. Um, there are live music venues uh, a stone's throw away. So, and everyone's there, and they're in it together, and it's one of the great parks in our country and everyone, you know, the, they call it the friendly confines because players love to play Wrigley because they knew they'd come in and win. And it's not that way anymore. You know, the Cubs have obviously gotten better and they're working really hard and making some, uh, my Chicago accents coming out right now, hardcore. We don't say, you know, I was there for two or three days. I was, they say I was there for a couple, two, three days, guys. <laughs> All right. It's hardcore. Yeah, we were voted the least sexy accent in America. So, and this is the type of stuff I will unpack for you this weekend. This type of hilarity. I would imagine you you've been through six Chicago Bulls championships. You've been through one Chicago Cubs championship. I know how important both teams are, but especially the Cubs. I feel like the one Cubs World Series probably equals those six Bulls championships. Am I right about that? 
if you go to either my Instagram or uh, my Twitter, just Jeremy Piven, uh, it, it's the one with the little blue check. And and that's not me taking a victory lap. I, I owe Elon Musk $8. That's right. I love having him as my landlord. It's adorable to have a billionaire landlord. Um, but you'll see that I was just with the the, the bulls and, and they were all so sweet and, and it was so great to go home again. And I remember the last time I was there, I was hosting the Chicago Film Critics Awards and I went, I want to say backstage, I went into the locker room and I interviewed Michael Jordan as they were going for their sixth championship and everyone's asking him questions and he, we're at his locker. I had my little fake credentials, my, you know, my press pass and everyone's, you know, asking him these questions and he's hanging in there. And I said, Michael, have you let the healing begin since you were snubbed at the Oscars for Space Jam? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He looked at me. He goes, oh, OK, you're a clown. Uh, you're, I know you. I know you. You're a clown. I was like, yes, sir. I am a clown. You are an elite athlete. You are the goat. And I would roughly be a clown. And uh, it was a great moment. I've run into him since then. And he's just, you know, one of these dudes where, you know, I, you know, MJ can could barely even go to Chicago. I mean, they're so loyal to their guys. You know, if you played on the 85 Bears, you will never pay for a drink mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And they just they love their sports, and it's just a great town to be in. Jeremy, finally here, why don't you tell everyone about the podcast? I know you got a good thing going there as well, right? How You Live in Jay Piven is on a, a slight break right now. Um, and the the break is due to I'll never forget it. I was I was in Slovakia filming my dream project, the performance, which I'll come back and talk to you again about. I, I'm excited, but I broke eight ribs, you know, playing this character, and that's when we started to take a break with my podcast. I was on set doing a stunt. Um, I can't. I, I will tell you a lot more about this next time. But so we took a little bit of a break. But how you live in J Piven will be back. But you know, you can go and and uh, especially go to any one of, uh, of my sites, uh, jeremypiven.com or any of that stuff, and and pick it up and listen to it. I've been so lucky to to interview the likes of Jamie Foxx and Tiffany Haddish and and a bunch of great people. Um, and I, I, you know, as you know, what it's like to do these long forms. It's just really fun. There's no real pressure to get these sound bites, and and we're having these long conversations and people are gravitating towards it because i think you know technology is moving at the speed of light but they want to hear people just speaking and talking yeah. and making that connection this thursday palmbeachimprov.com and five shows over the weekend at dania daniaimprov.com jeremy i appreciate you hanging out with us and before we talk next time you're gonna watch lucas and you're gonna tell me if it holds up you know, the, I love that you're obsessed with the first movie I ever made in the 80s when I was 11 seconds old. But you know what? I, you know, I, I, I'm sure that that film holds up because I just remember the script being really good. And it was my first experience on set. I was a high school football player at the Evanston High School. And I got to put the pads on again. And that was the thrill of my typecast. life. You were typecast. Jeremy, you were typecast. I was typecast. There you go. Charlie Sheen, a young Charlie Sheen. Dude, the only way I'm going to get through this movie is if I have a 12-pack and a big fat joint. Thank you, Charlie. Um, anyway, I digress. I'll see you, to see, see you and the wife this weekend. Thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate you. Take care, buddy. All right, bye-bye. See you, man. Thank you. Bye. Excellent job by Jeremy Pivot. That was fun, man. He was good.
And he spent he spent a lot of time with us. That was really nice. So again, uh, Palm Beach Improv Thursday night, Dania Improv, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, one show on Sunday. Like I said, my wife and I are going Saturday. Now here's the thing. Uh, and you go to palmbeachimprov.com, danabeachimprov.com. And like I, I you may be saying to yourself, Zaslo, you're going Saturday night. The Dolphins are playing Saturday nights. All right, well, I bought the tickets, like I told Jeremy there. I bought the tickets, I don't know, like at least a month ago, month and a half. I didn't know the Dolphin game was being moved to Saturday. So we're going Saturday night to the 7 p.m. show. Dolphin game starts at 8.15. It's in Dania. By the way, if you haven't been to that whole scene there in Dania, that's a really nice, really nice, uh, uh, just that whole deal, shopping plaza, I don't think it's what you want to call it, but that, that whole deal there in Dania is, is really nice. It's a great improv. Probably get home around 9.30. So, I'm going to be watching the Dolphin game on delay on Saturday, which I'm fine with. But, yeah, if you're listening to shows, like, wait, hold on a second. You're either not watching the Dolphin game or you're lying to Jeremy Piven. You're not going to the show. I'm going to do both. I'm just going to wind up watching the Dolphin game on delay. So nobody text me. No spoilers, all right? Come on now. All right. Thanks again to Jeremy Piven for joining us there. Presented by Johnny Cuba. Stay tranquilo. Go pick up a six-pack right now. Sedano's Presidente. Winn-Dixie. All right. You know what time it is? Let's do some big deal or not a big deal. Come on now. Here's what we got today. I got a few for you. Now, this made the rounds all over social media yesterday. So, you know the show Undisputed? It's on FS1. It's their top show. Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp. And things got quite testy between those guys yesterday. Still playing at a high level at 45 when you had to stop at 35. Yeah, that's what you that's do. That's the point. That's what you do. Every time somebody, every time I call something into question, I'm jealous. No. Yeah, I did no, what I, I did. I never said you were jealous of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I did what I did. You make it seem like I was a bum. I'm in the effing Hall of Fame. Okay, I so got three what? Super Bowls. So what? So what? He's way better than you were. I'm better way than you. Better. Yeah, I gotta see what you do. You take personal shots. No, when, for I, don't, I don't take yeah. personal Hold shots. Time you time started time it. Time out. You would take a personal shot at me. I didn't so, take oh, a personal shot at you. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? You would take a personal shot. Put your glasses back on. Can I finish? You're willing to take a personal shot at me to say this man is better than me because I say he's playing bad this year? Well, because you 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 just go ahead. You disrespect him. It, it's just so. It so you, just, you know what? It's beneath your you dignity. You would disrespect me to no, support him. No, well, I'll, I'll support him over anybody because he's the greatest player who ever have played your it. game, and it's by have far. Have at it. Have it. Okay? Take off, I'm going to have at it because I'm going to have at you. Yeah, so you can hear Skip there. So put your glasses back on. Shannon Sharp at one point takes off his glasses. He was getting serious. Um, I think Shannon was really pissed. Now, they're 1,000% going to get over it. And it's definitely a good thing for their show. Because now everyone's tuning in today. Uh, you, you may be listening to this, you, you know, and, and show Martin Starr those hours ago. Whatever, but I'm sure that a lot of people who don't usually tune in or maybe didn't watch it excuse me, yesterday... They're going to tune in now. So, it's not a question a good thing for the show. But, Skip Bayless comes out looking pretty bad there. Because he's constantly taking personal shots. Shan checked him on it. And, it really shouldn't have anything to do with Shannon Sharp's career not being up to snuff with Tom Brady. 
if Shannon's being critical of Brady and I just uh, Skip looked bad. They seem uh, well. Skip wasn't mad at Shannon. He's got no reason to be mad at Shannon, but Shannon certainly seemed angry at him. Uh, yeah, that's that that that's I'm going not a big deal because you're you're going to be watching today if you weren't yesterday. Overall, it's a good thing for them. How about last night, Bill Simmons? I used to be a huge fan of Bill Simmons, and and now I dislike him very much. But I used to be a huge fan of Bill Simmons because he was really like that every man, every fan. You know, 20 years ago when he was on ESPN page two, and he really spoke for the sports fan. It's hard to speak for the sports fan now when a you're as successful as he is, you're as wealthy as he is now. You're not like the common sports fan anymore, which was what attracted a lot of people like myself in back then. But also, his whole deal changed once his team started winning. You know, in the early 2000s, when I'm reading, I'm like. Oh man, none of these, none of these guys' teams ever win. The Red Sox never win. The Bruins, it's been forever. The Patriots never win, and the Celtics haven't won in like 15 years. And then you went through a stretch of 10 years where like so much winning, and he totally changed. He wasn't relatable anymore as a sports fan, uh, and I, I, you know, then found him very unlikable. But Bill Simmons last night was on the Manning cast during Monday Night Football, and this was a fun exchange between the two of them. You know that Bill Simmons was going to bring up uh, Eli, the Giants beating the Patriots. But the helmet catch is the one that that I, I tweeted the picture today. Eli, what was your favorite hold out of all the different holds on that play? Was it the one on Jarvis Green? Was it the one on Richard Seymour? Which uh, if, you had to, if you had to like gold medalist on his helmet, <laughs> holding the ball in his helmet was my favorite hold. Nice, nice answer. That's a fun exchange right there. I should have watched. You know, I don't normally like watching the Manning cast. But that game was so awful last night. Instead of just turning the game off in the fourth quarter, I should have just put on the Manning cast and see what those guys are up to. Uh, I'm going I'm going big deal. I'm going big deal on that one. I thought that was a fun little exchange. Uh, and and Eli Manning, I, I feel like the, all the clips I see, Eli Manning is like the star. He's got a great personality. All right. Big deal or not a big deal. So during the World Cup, and by the way, World Cup again today gets going. Argentina, come on. 2 p.m. Let's do it. Let's get to the final. Messi, we're an Argentina household when U.S. is out. My wife's family. Come on. During the World Cup, when the U.S. men's national team was still alive, big story was, why is Gino Gio Reyna not playing? And no one seems to know. Well, now you got some details. An ESPN story that came out where his attitude, his training, his work ethic, very, very poor. And that there was actually uh, a discussion about sending him home. Then you got Jason McIntyre who is unwatchable, replacing Joy Taylor on The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Unwatchable, Jason McIntyre. Very unlikable. Maybe, I, I think as unlikable a member in sports media as there is. Unwatchable. And Jason McIntyre then tweeted out yesterday that he heard that there was a vote of all the players. And it was 13 to 12 not to send Gio Reyna home. Now, that's that's a juicy nugget. That's a big story right there. Then Taylor Twelman, former U.S. Men's National Team member, he came out and categorically denied that story. That yes, there there may have been a vote, but it was just between the coach Greg Berhalter, Berhalter and his staff that it was. At, and he asked three separate agents about their players, all of whom had the exact same answer: there was no player vote. 
categorically false, is what Taylor Coleman said. Uh, this, is, this is a big deal. And the reason it's a big deal is not just because, you know, this, this is a very bad look for Gio Reyna, but it's a big deal because this Jason McIntyre, who is brutal, has told us before that when it comes to stories, he could just hear something. And if he hears it, it sounds juicy. These are his words. If he hears it, it sounds juicy. He'll put it out there as if it's fact. But just put it out there. Hey, it's juicy. Here, here we go. Uh, he is not credible. He is not believable, and that makes it a big deal because uh, uh, he is brutal. I cannot stand him. So it's a really bad look for Gio Reyna, and it's made even worse by someone in Jason McIntyre who just throws shit at the wall. Maybe it's right. Maybe it isn't. Finally, big deal or not a big deal? This is a big deal. Last night's Miami Heat broadcast, Eric Reed. Now, Eric Reed, television voice of the Miami Heat, not Eric Reed, former midday host on 7-9 Ticket. I don't know what he's up to. Eric Reed, television voice of your Miami Heat, original Miami Heat employee. Eric Reed last night broadcasted his 2,500th game. 2,500 games for Eric Reed with the Miami Heat. That's a big deal. Uh, legend down here, all-time great. Eric Reed, congratulations, man. You know you're my guy. Appreciate you every single night on those broadcasts. I don't know anyone who's got a negative thing to say about Eric Reed. He is uh, obviously as professional as it gets and is the voice of the Miami Heat. So 2,500 game broadcast there for Eric Reed. What an accomplishment. And, uh, and, and I think all of Heat Nation I can speak for appreciates him greatly. That's a big deal right there. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. That's right. Thanks again to our title sponsor, Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Zaslow Show 2.0 is always presented by Anajar and Levine. If you're dealing with any kind of personal injury from an accident, whatever the accident was, minor, major, if it wasn't your fault, let Anajar and Levine get on top of that and get you the money that you deserve. You focus on your health and your recovery. Let them focus on the other stuff. That's their job, and they're the best in the business at that. You'll get a lawyer on the phone right away who advise you exactly what to do. Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 That's 800-747-3733. I appreciate them forever. They believe in the show, so I love those guys. All right. Can we get a Panther win tonight? That's going to determine whether or not I start off the show tomorrow in a good mood. Your boy's going. I'll be there tonight. Panthers and Blue Jackets. Come on. Oh, come on. All right. Jeremy Piven, he was excellent. If you want to watch the interview with Jeremy, youtube.com slash show. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff for the algorithm. The algorithm likes when you do that, and that means that I like when you do that as well. Thanks, everybody, who put together a great show today. Really solid, really good effort by everybody involved, and we'll talk to you on Zazlo Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. 
Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies, for both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. 